Welcome to your Monday episode of Mad Sports. We need to talk about some games that happened over the weekend, some big upsets. Definitely need to talk about Coach Prime. Um, by the way, this is, if there's any uh, quality control or any questions about that, I'm not necessarily home at right now. I got about 8% left on my AirPods. We'll see if we can get through the episode. Let's just get underway. So now I'm going to be bouncing around on my phone. Don't have my laptop, don't have my computer, don't have uh, any notes pulled up. So we're going to be freestyling on this one. Um, now, I'm not a rapper by any means, so I probably won't do a great job at it. But we're going to get with uh, all the college football talk that happened this past weekend. First thing we got to talk about, the picks. Let's see how the picks stacked up for me. Uh, let's go to the college pick'em ones. I gave you all of my picks for the first week. We'll see which ones I got right and which ones I got wrong. Overall, I went 7-3 and three for the weekend. Not too bad. Uh, not great, though. I thought I probably would have gotten eight or nine of them correct. Uh, the big problems for this weekend were the big upset, which was TCU falling to Colorado, Purdue being upset by Fresno State, and then the UL Monroe Warhawks beating Army. Yes, I did not see that one coming. I don't know if anybody did, because only 5% of people picked UL Monroe to win this one, and I didn't even know they existed until this weekend. But now, you know their names now. So, those were the wrong ones. Every other pick was correct. Remember, you can play along with me if you want to join my Mac Sports group. Just join. It's free. It's on ESPN Fantasy. You can play it on the on the phone, or you can play it on the computer. You just make 10 picks every week and see how your stack up. I'll give you my next week picks, obviously next week, but there are some big matchups I'm really excited to talk about, but we need to talk about what happened this last weekend. So we had some big games. Where should we start? Should we start with Coach Prime? I think that's a good idea. So none other than Deion Sanders himself led Colorado to defeat the reigning runner-up national champions in TCU yesterday. Now, I have a couple comments to say to kind of give some more clarity because it's easy to say, Colorado's a national championship favorite. They just beat the team that went last year. Okay, let's put the brakes on here. One, this was one of the best college football games I've seen in a while. It just made me excited to watch football again. I feel like there's always one of those every week where it's like, man, I'm glad I got to watch this one. And I would say Colorado TCU got that one for me. I wasn't sure what to expect. Nobody honestly knew what to expect when it came to Colorado, and especially Coach Prime. But I will say when it comes to this, this was one of the best games ever. Probably I've ever seen it in the last few years. Sorry for stuttering over myself, but this was a very, very good game. Offense was everywhere. It was it was kind of a slower start in the first quarter. Then offense picked up in the third and fourth to the point where it felt like whoever got the ball last was going to win. And uh, the reason why I picked TCU is because despite losing all the talent, my, my bottom line was, my opinion was that we don't necessarily know who's going to what kind of Colorado we're getting. Like, we obviously know there's some talent, like Travis Hunter. We'll talk about him, obviously. Um, Shadour Sanders. Yeah, there's talent on this team, but they haven't played a lot together. There's a lot of transfers. There's a lot There's a lot of players that have not been proven at Colorado, just in football in general. And so the fact that they had so many transfers, the fact that they could gel so quickly and go out and play a road game against a ranked opponent and win, very, very impressive. So, some of the reasons why I picked TCU, 
didn't end up falling in their favor. I thought that their defense was going to be a little bit better, and I thought their run game was going to be a little bit better. As I was watching this game, even though it was close, a close battle and Colorado led most of the game, in my head I still thought in the later second half, TCU is going to run the ball. They're going to control the game. They were starting to do that. Colorado couldn't get a stop to save themselves. And I'm like, oh, TCU will have the opportunity to run like six minutes off this clock, really do some ball control, run game, and end it. And unfortunately, as soon as they had that opportunity, whether it was they didn't believe in it anymore or they tried changing it for some other reason, they moved on from it. They stopped running the ball. And it started costing them because the clock did not run out and they gave the Buffs the ball back. Yeah, not not a great idea. I felt like they abandoned the run game and that's what they really needed to end the game. In Colorado, they somehow found a way to get a stop when they needed to. Their defense was a revolving door. But eventually, they got the one stop they needed to really win this game. So, overall, I'm very impressed with what Coach Brian has been able to do in Colorado. Uh, that's that's no question. But the only thing I will say is don't get on the hype train yet for them to like go to the playoff or win the Pac-12. They have talent. Honestly, I look at Shadur Sanders, and I think he has NFL potential. I think he could develop into potentially a first-round pick with how good he was playing. And he's young, too. The only thing I will say, keep an eye on that defense – and keep an eye on the actual run game. Now they got some big plays with the, their uh, screen plays with their running backs, but look at the actual run game. The most important thing is when you have a lead, is ending the game in football. And nothing ends the game faster than holding out of the football and pushing for first downs. And if Colorado can't do that, I'm looking at trap games throughout their schedule. They could do that against maybe Oregon State could be a tough one, even though that is going to be a home game. I still worry about them going to Oregon. Um, how about hosting USC? I think they'd be able to stay in, in an offensive battle against USC. My only worry is who would get the ball last. The only problem is when you're playing that that kind of football where it's literally whoever gets the ball last wins. That pretty much just means it's going to be a track meet the whole time. And yeah, you can put up points all day, but that also means your ability to end the game solely revolves on luck. If you got the ball last or not. So, overall, I do like this Colorado team. I think a lot of people, you know, this was a one or one or two win team last year. The fact that they already got a big win like this, I think that that's pretty impressive. Honestly, I put them as a favorite to beat Nebraska next week as well. I don't like this Nebraska team at all, and I think that Colorado will absolutely boat race them with the offense that we have seen. And I don't think Nebraska will be able to keep up points-wise, so... I do like this Colorado team to probably win seven games, eight at the most. I'm looking at the Nebraska game, Colorado State, um, Arizona State, Stanford, um, Arizona, Washington State. That's six right there, plus the one they got. So that's seven wins. And if they upset one of the big boys like Oregon State, UCLA, USC, they could easily get eight wins this season in the first year under Coach Prime, which I think – if there's a big takeaway from this game, we've learned that he is a legit coach. He knows how to get the best out of his players. He's not all talk, and uh, he truly is a coach. Yes, he won a big game, and it's only been one game. It all could still fall apart. You never know. But at least as of today, he has proven himself to be to be able to get his guys ready. The fact that he has all these transfers, too, honestly, it looks more impressive to me. The fact that he did that with such 
few amount of time and such new, the amount of talent he brought in, it was from all over the place. He brought in like 60 transfers. He probably doesn't even know the names of some of these guys. So I really like this. I love the amount of confidence that Deion Sanders has. And I will say if there's one thing about Deion, I like the fact that his confidence doesn't seem to tear other people down. Yes, he can be, you know, some people look at him as like a diva-ish kind of character where, oh, yeah, he's kind of a showboater. He's kind of something, but it's only him believing in himself. It doesn't seem to be like an egotistical one where I'm going to tear other people down because of how good I am. He's just so confident in himself. And I think that's honestly a better way of doing it than just saying I'm better than everybody else and, and everyone else is inferior to me. So I like his passion. I like his character. I think he's proven himself to be a real understandable head coach and a guy that you can actually expect to win stuff with and players want to play for him, you know? So this is a big move by Colorado. I really think this was maybe a change uh, of the guard when it comes to who could be really good. Colorado's going to the big 12 next year and they could be a real contender for something, especially with the Texas and Oklahoma are gone. They already proved they could knock off the team that won it last year. So if Colorado especially gets more talent, expect this team to do something next season. I, I think this year's going to be a good year to just get some wins under their belt, but next year could be a huge, monstrous season for Colorado. Another game I wanted to talk about, and that was my game of the week, is none other than Florida State LSU. This game really shocked me. Now, it wasn't in the pickums, which is unfortunate, because I thought this is, if any game was on the ESPN pickum. This would be the one you'd want. And I'll be honest, I would have picked LSU if it was on there. So maybe it helped me make my stats look a little bit better. But overall, I think that Florida State and LSU was going to be a good rematch. Uh, it was a very close game last year. It was, it was absolute fireworks to start the, the college football season. But this time, it was a little different. Now, if you would have told me one team would have blown out the other, honestly, I would have picked LSU. I like Florida State. Honestly, I like both of these teams a lot this year. And I, I've already mentioned that. And I, I said, if the winner of this game probably is going to be a front runner for the playoff the majority of the season. And I think that's going to be Florida State now. I like this team more than I like Clemson's. And for LSU, honestly, I think this is a team that could dethrone Alabama and beat them again this year. Remember, this team won last year, and that was with Bryce Young. So overall, I really do think that this is a good uh, was going to be a good matchup, and uh, it seemed to be that way for the first half of the game. LSU was up 17-14 to 14 at halftime. Um, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Florida State almost just goes on this 31 to nothing run and just goes on fire, absolutely blowing LSU out of the water. Um, Jordan Travis, the Florida State quarterback, went nuts going for five total touchdowns and 342 yards in the air. I will say, breaks my heart saying this, but former Michigan State, now Florida State receiver Keon Coleman shows why he was an NFL receiver. If he keeps doing this this year, put him in round one of mock drafts. I promise you, you're going to want to draft him then. Keon Coleman had a monstrous game, nine catches, 122 yards, and three touchdowns in his debut for Florida State. He was one of my favorite players at Michigan State, and again, um, you can't see it, obviously, but I have tears in my eyes talking about this right now because I was really hoping he was going to stay at Michigan State. But, you know, can't be happy in life, I guess. But, uh, yeah, the the Knowles ended up winning this one 45-24, an absolute performance. I think this is probably the performance of the weekend. 
Of course, our rankings will not be coming out until Tuesday, so that'll be probably a Tuesday episode. I'll be talking about our college football rankings uh, for the AP Top 25, of course, because Clemson and Duke are duking it out tonight on ESPN. So I won't be able to tell you what the update on the rankings are because we have a Monday night game. Speaking of that, by the way, uh, a little off base, but thanks a lot still. Spectrum and Disney uh, playing a game of chicken still. Missing. Thankfully, I've, I've had other opportunities to watch other games, but at least anything on ABC or ESPN, uh, I still have not been able to get thanks to uh, them kind of just arguing over who needs more money. So, again, anytime you want to fix that, that'd be much appreciated, but uh, who knows. But So I will not actually be able to watch this Clemson-Duke game, but I'm, I'm hoping it's fireworks. I've actually heard that Duke's quarterback could be a legitimate NFL prospect, and I think that that could Poise some trouble for Clemson's defense, especially week one on the season. Usually you're playing an easier opponent. So a guy that has NFL potential could be a little bit of a difficulty for the Tigers. Overall, though, I think this is everything you asked for for an early week one season. You have your upsets. You had some big ones. Uh, Baylor had a shocking loss um, in their debut, a team that some people thought was going to be kind of a dark horse this year. They dropped their first game of the season to Texas State, yeah, and then Texas Tech, another team that people thought was kind of a dark horse, they lost a double OT to Wyoming, so the Big 12 had some rough losses, I will say, out of all the conferences, the one I'm kind of disappointed in the most, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going on a limb here, but I'll, I'll say it this way, I'm not a paid-for media, so I'm never going to hype up a certain conference or a certain team if I don't believe it, I'm truly believing it this way, though. I was not very impressed with the Big Ten. I don't think a lot of their cupcake games that they played looked very uh, handled. Uh, I mean, Michigan came out, and they were steamrolling early, and then it kind of feels like they either let off the gas or just didn't, you know, play very well in the second half. Uh, A 30-3 to win is nothing to be upset about, but again, this was a team that was playing East Carolina, and you would have thought they would have blown them out by more. Uh, Ohio State playing probably the worst team in the Big Ten this year in Indiana, and they won by 20. I I thought it would have, sounds dumb, but I thought at least four touchdowns probably was fair for how much Ohio State should beat them by. Uh, At least the defenses are looking good for the Big Ten, but like again, I was not impressed with the Minnesota-Nebraska game. I thought that was an absolute rock fight, and I don't think either team deserves to have any hope in in making a a Big Ten championship appearance. I didn't really like Iowa that much. They they didn't really prove to me that they were a team that could pull away and win a game. Wisconsin was okay. Illinois barely made it past Toledo. Uh, Northwestern lost. Purdue lost. Like, there's just some of these games where it's like, man, this is just not... This is not a very good conference this year. I think it's going to be just as top-heavy as it was last year. You got, obviously at the top, you got Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. They all looked pretty good in their games. But honestly, out of all of them, Penn State looked the best, and they had the best opponent that they played. So maybe I'm maybe I'm overreacting here. But again, it's week one. Overreactions are going to happen. We've only seen one week of football. I think it's those three again. I think a team like a Maryland, uh, a Michigan State, maybe Rutgers. Wisconsin, that's kind of like the middle tier, Iowa. And then after that, it's just trash. I don't believe in this Illinois team. I really don't believe in this Minnesota team. Nebraska, I think, is maybe going to be a four-win team on the season. I don't believe in them at all. Northwestern with their scandals. Like, the Big Ten honestly did not impress me much. 
this first uh, week of the college football season. Uh, even the teams that blew out others. Like, I'll be honest again, I'm a, a diehard Spartan fan. I felt like we looked pretty rough the first half against the Central Michigan Chippewas. Like, yeah, we covered the spread, but they didn't look like world beaters by any means. Now, I, you know, so overall, I was not very impressed with the Big Ten. If there was a conference I was impressed with, it was none other than the Pac-12. Undefeated so far on the season, every Pac-12 team defeated who they were supposed to play week one. Even the ones that were a little closer, like Arizona State almost losing to Southern Utah, but no worries. They pulled away and they won it. Overall, it's going to be a good college season. Those were the conferences that I thought did good, did bad. We got a lot of talking points throughout this season, too, who had great performances. Um, Honestly, if I had to give one performance out for player of the week, I'll do Jordan Travis, the Florida State quarterback. He actually played a real opponent. It's not like he threw five touchdowns against a team, you know, of bums. Northern, Southern, Eastern, Western, Tech State, you know, some one of those random small schools. He actually played a real opponent in LSU. Torched him for five touchdowns total. Like, honestly, he's my player of the week. So tell me if you think otherwise. I'd love to know what your favorite game of week one was. I really liked that LSU-Florida State game. I was shocked. I thought if it was going to be a blowout, it would have been the other way around. Some other games that I wanted to highlight that I enjoyed. Again, the Colorado-TCU one was electric. I really did like that one. I watched a bit of Washington-Boise State while it ended up being a blowout. It was really close at the beginning and kind of intriguing. Um, I watched a bit of West Virginia-Penn State. I think Drew Aller might be the guy, finally, for the Nittany Lions. I wanted to see a bit of the North Carolina-South Carolina game, but I did not have access to it. But from all of the film I was able to watch on YouTube of this game, Drake May seems to be like a very legit quarterback. Um, absolutely put on a performance. Um, he had two interceptions, obviously, but North Carolina dominated the entire game, especially on the lines, which is something weird because usually Carolina, I don't know what it is about them, but when I think of the front seven of teams, I always think the SEC is going to be better than a coastal conference like them. Nope, it was the other way around. So I really liked seeing this one. North Carolina could be a tough team, um, and they probably are that third team lingering in the ACC that I think, I'd say behind Clemson and Florida State, obviously. Um, definitely keep an eye on North Carolina as well. Um, another one would be um, probably in that ACC, another team that I'd really like could be Duke, depending on how they play tonight against Clemson. Or I really, I do like this Miami team a little bit. Maybe I <laughs> maybe I said something I shouldn't have, but I honestly, I, I do think that this could be a decent Miami team. So overall, that's where we're at. If you want a prediction for tonight's game, I will give you that real one sec. I just want to see what the spread is. Boom. Clemson at 12 and a half. See, that's an interesting one. Clemson, the ninth ranked team in the nation on the road, only favored by two touchdowns for such a big program with such high expectations. Duke could keep it close. I have heard they have a good quarterback. You know what? We'll take Clemson to win. If you're a betting man, I'd say take the under. Make it a close game. I think it could be early in the season. You never know how it's going to go, and it's a road game. Things could get rough. So take I, I'm taking Clemson, and if I was actually putting some money on it, I'd take the under. So that's my pick of the day. I'll come back to you tomorrow with the rankings, and um, I wouldn't even start talking about the NFL because the next big football game coming up is Lions versus Chiefs. So 
My name's been Max, or my name's Ben Max. My name still is Max, last I checked. Um, this has been Max Sports. Thank you all for listening. End of the episode. Adios.